All right, everybody, welcome to episode 121 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I am uh, so far dodging all the sickness going through the house, and I'm here tonight. We have a fantastic guest with us. You, you and me both, dodging the sickness, and you are absolutely right about that guest. We have Linda at Lindellian. We'll say Linda Lyons. I, I never saw it, but hey, listen, it's there. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing well. I think you guys might be giving a little bit too much credit to what I'm about to bring to the floor this evening, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to turn down a compliment, so I'll take it. Uh, you know, you know what? I I am going to argue that because we had you on once before. It was an amazing show. It just gave me, it gave me bragging rights <laughs> o- over yeah. my good friend Bill. I still get to bring that up every once in a while whenever I talk to him. I was like, remember that time you liked Trey Sermon? Yeah, that dude, <laughs> that dude stinks out loud. Uh, so, yeah. So, no, you're going to bring it. I know you are because anything that you do, you bring it. So, we're going to have a lot of fun. So, let's hit this news. Um, my goodness, we thought last week was kind of crazy. Um, this week said, uh, hold my beer. So... Uh, I'm I'm just going to hit the highlights and then we can talk about whatever we feel like. Uh, Tom Brady, he decided that uh, after 40 days of staying at home with his kids, um, getting hit by 300-pound linemen was a better way to be. So he's back. He, uh, he rejoined the Tampa and he is ready to roll avocado ice cream and all. He's, uh, he's ready. He's going he's gonna to play... Uh, I was almost going to say one more year, but let's face it, he's probably playing until he's 55. So, um, you know, he'll sign a 10-year contract next year with the Bucks, and uh, that's how he'll close out his career. Uh, what else did we have? Kirk Cousins. Boy, people want to play on, on Kirk Cousins, but that dude is an ATM. He just prints money, and I, I, I don't hate his game at all. Do what you do, Kirk Cousins. Uh, big money Mitch. Mitch Trubisky going to... Pittsburgh. Uh, some people are calling it Mitchburg now. Uh, it's geez, this is a. Uh, I'm telling you, this week was crazy. The Jags, I think, signed every free agent for way more money than any of them were worth. Uh, is there anything else exciting? Julio got cut. That was kind of crazy. That just happened today. Um, Michael Gallup is staying in Dallas. Drew, how do you feel about this J.D. McKissick thing? He was a bill for about 32 seconds, and then he said, uh, I don't know, the weather was too cold. I don't know what his deal was, but he uh, he turned tail and went back to Washington. How do you feel about that? Yeah, he didn't realize, uh, you know, Buffalo still plays outside, I guess, but uh, felt really good for the couple teams that had Singletary for about two days, and then now it's uh, opened us back up to getting another another decent back there, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Singletary dodges that. I've got him in a few spots and, and I hope he does well. I like the guy. So, uh, is, are you telling me that the, uh, the bills will take another third round running back and see what happens there? I think that's very possible. Third, fourth <laughs> round, somewhere back there, throw him in the mix. We'll see. I mean, we, we took a couple of old vets last year had, you know, whatever's left of Matt Breda there. So. Hey, Matt Breda had a couple games. He, uh. He, he was all right for like two or three games. 
So uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Devontae Adams says he's not going to play on the tag. Don't blame him. Green Bay will pay their stars once they get out of line a little bit. Look at Seagers uh, <laughs> uh, twice. So, I mean, he's doing the smart thing and uh, and uh, saying he ain't going to play on the tag. Uh, James Conner and Zach Ertz staying with the Cardinals. That's that's very interesting. Uh, and finally, Young Kwee Koo, just for you, Linda, hitting that. Five years, $24.25 million extension. And the only kicker in the league making more, Justin Tucker. So, Linda, why don't you start us off? Talk about whatever you want as it concerns this uh, this free agency madness. It's just been, like, I don't know. I think we become so removed from the last offseason, every offseason, because – of how fast football season goes. But also when you think about it, you're like, God, week one was forever. It feels like what I'm trying to say is it feels like Calvin Ridley got in trouble months ago. <laughs> I'm so tired. I don't remember what has happened earlier in one of my group chats. I'm like, we weren't talking about football. We were talking about something completely unrelated. And somebody commented in it that um, Mostert was going to Miami. And I'm like, I just kind of, ignored i'm like yeah miles gaskin was already there like in my i read Mostert, and in my mind i was like miles gaskin so and i just moved on it took me a full five minutes to process the information i had received and that's it's just because it's coming in at such a rapid pace can can i make a confession here did not even know Mostert made it to my it just, ha- just it just happened. Okay, okay. Oh, I broke news. Heard Breaking me. news on the fantasy <laughs> timeline from our from our insider, Linda Lyons, uh, come, coming at us with the breaking news. Move over, Adam Schefter. We've got competition. Ian Rappaport, who? I don't know you, man. Is Linda oh, yeah. Lyons. I'm all over news. it. So, um, all right. I feel a little bit better then uh, just because. Yeah, it I, just happened. I did not know, and I thought that was something that happened a while ago, and I just was uh, uninformed. So, man, that that's going to be a uh, an interesting backfield to say the least. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, the uh, artist from Gaskin. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, Drew, what about you, man? What what in this uh, hodgepodge of news that we have uh, interests you the most? Well, uh, there's a lot going on here in Jacksonville. See, I, you know, regarding our bet that we've got there, uh, I feel I feel okay right now. Feel okay. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll see what happens and who shakes out. Uh, you know, Zay Jones, uh, interesting. Uh, somebody was mentioning earlier that I was either watching or listening to. Uh, you know, DJ Chark. It seems like they kind of piecemealed his job out. You know, he was supposed to be able to do a little bit of everything. Now they've got three guys that can do all the stuff that he's supposed to be able to do. So uh, who knows what happens with him? But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking here, spending all this money. Um, Florida is a, a, an income state tax free state. So my assumption has always been maybe you don't have to pay quite as much to get people to go to Florida and play because a you've got good weather, uh, you got hot tubs in your your box seats. And you don't have state income tax. So when you're making millions of dollars a year, that's that's not chump change. So 
so weird to see them have to go the opposite direction to, to get um, any kind of talent to come there. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in Jacksonville and you know how they how they turn it around or try to turn it around after last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can feel confident, um, but Trevor Lawrence is just a better quarterback. So considering he uh, he had Urban Meyer as his head coach last year. That's a uh, exponential upgrade. Yeah, see, Linda couldn't even do it. She couldn't even finish that drink without almost throwing it up, and I don't blame her. Uh, an exponential upgrade to Doug Peterson. And say what you want about Christian Kerr and Zay Jones and uh, Evan Ingram, up Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, and DJ Chark. Uh, it being just is so. Better coaches, slightly better weapons. They still got uh, Dan Arnold doing his thing. Yeah, and he was and he was the better quarterback last year with with all those deficiencies. So I wish you good luck in the bet, Drew. Uh, yeah, and I guess I'll talk. Uh, you know, there's so much to talk about. I mean, I, I think the biggest news is Brady coming back. No easy thing to do, but. I mean, we were talking about like Trask and Blaine Gabbert as like potential starters on this team, which, by the way, I don't care what anybody on the Twitter machine was saying. Nobody had like high hopes for either one of those guys as a fantasy uh, player, so to speak. And then, you know, then there was talk, well, maybe they'll take, uh, you know, Sam Howell, if he drops, or Desmond Ritter, or something like that. And it's like, okay, that's cool too, but you know, what's going on? So I think Tom Brady completely kind of changes for fantasy the fortunes of, you know, not only the quarterback position there, but Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, we're still waiting to hear what Leonard Fournette is going to do, but there's probably a, a lot better of a chance now of him re-signing with Tampa Bay than there was when, you know, he looked around and saw Kyle Trask and uh, Blaine Gabbert as potential QB starters. I mean, that's kind of the reason why we're talking about Mitch Trubisky the way we are, just because, like, it, it was either going to be Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, and that was just like – so even Mitch Trubisky were like, oh, okay, like – we're not, you know, we're not calling him a top 10 QB, but we're, he's definitely better than Mason Rudolph. So, um, yeah, I think that changes a lot of fortunes with the, uh, with the Tom Brady news, not just obviously his own. But uh, shout, shout out to the dude who bought his last touchdown ball like two hours before Tom Brady came back. Bro, punch in air, bro. Like, I, well, I don't know. If you have that much, much money to like spend on a football I maybe like my my empathy might be a, a tad low, but like you got to be mad. But he probably has another five hundred thousand sitting around for like the next football. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. He he does. <laughs> also, but- Drew, I saw you sneeze. So bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I I didn't see nothing, but same. Um, nice to know somebody cares. It's not me. Let's face it. Um, so. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. You know, rich people usually stay rich because they know how to invest their money. And that dude was probably like, I pay $500,000 now. I sell it for like $2 million, like 10, 15 years down the road. Tom Brady's old and gray. 
And I, I saw, I forgot who it was. Someone said that ball is probably worth $50,000 now. <laughs> so he, he yeah. lost 10 X on that deal, which is, uh, you know, I'm no uh, math magician, but uh, that's not good. That that's not uh, that's not the good way to do business. Suboptimal, so, I think. Is yes, right. exactly. Uh, Drew with the big words, suboptimal. So we made it through the news. We could have spent two hours just talking about it if we really wanted to. But this is this is where we have the most fun. What we saw in the timeline. What what's going on? I asked people for for questions. We got a couple, and the first one here is from. John Bauer at the Bauer Club, great friend of the show, great, great personal friend uh, of Dynasty Theory and a whole bunch of other stuff. Who was Linda's favorite co-host that she's had the privilege of working with? And Linda is so humble. So Linda, for one second, if her and I ever start a podcast, it would be me, John. But since we haven't done that yet, (laughs) since we haven't done that yet. Linda, are you pleading the fifth on this one, or are you giving us a uh, answer? That's not fair because I think, in terms of co-hosts, it's pretty much those three boys: Troy and Mitch and John. And I love them all for different reasons. I think we can go ahead and like Troy. You know, that's like I'm good. I I spend enough time talking to him uh, <laughs> on the daily that like <laughs> he'll be all right if I nix him from the list. But uh, you know, John. God love John and Mitch because when you guys invited me to the show for the first time, they had just been on it or had been on it recently. And they were like, it's a blast. I listened to their episode. It was great. I'm like, well, then, yeah, I'm absolutely going to do this. So shout out to them. But they like gave me my first star. I'm not going to pick. That's like a mom picking their favorite kid. Mm. I'm not going to I'm not going to pick, but I'm certainly not going to say it out loud. (laughs) There is one then. There is one. We're 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 gonna get the scoop off the record once we sign off and then never tell anybody because that's the type of people we are. But uh a pre now that I know the backstory, I appreciate the kind words from, from all the fellas. Um they're they're a blast. I'm I'm actually one of the people on my very long list of off season guests to grab is is those guys because I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same thing. I love them all for different reasons and um JB and I are in a league together and I, I love getting his trade offers because uh, they usually will, will make me chuckle and I'll be like, JB, uh, I love you, but I can't, I can't do this to myself. I can't do this to myself. So um, shout out to JB though. I love him. And, and those guys, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get them on the, uh, on the show real soon. We actually did their, uh, their draft uh, podcast last year. And that was a ton of fun because when we were on, dynasty theory we were talking about players and uh i I brought up the fact that i did not like james robinson because help was coming now obviously this was last year before the draft so you know obviously a lot of things have happened since then but i said help is coming and i can't believe he's going to keep up the just sheer numbers that he had well sure enough i was on the hour that Jacksonville picked Travis Etienne and those guys the head in the hands and I'm just sitting there I said I told you guys I don't know why you're sad right now I think they thought they they dodged the bullet in free agency and I was like I told you now they, obviously 
Travis Etienne gets hurt, and then James Robinson just keeps doing what he does until he unfortunately gets hurt. But hey, small victories. That's what fantasy football is about. <laughs> if I put the right, like, uh, I don't have another option guy in, like two years ago, I had to play Brian Hill in like a stupid deep fantasy league. Mm-hmm. And he scored a touchdown, and I was like, I'm the smartest person. Like, I didn't even win that week, but I was like, <laughs> Brian Hill scored a touchdown. I made the right decision. But I also did that draft show, and I just have to say that I think I scared Coach Dan that night because it was my last of like six or seven shows that I had done. <laughs> and they were my last one, and it was like 11, and I was hammered. I don't even, I like vaguely remember the entire experience, but I know I terrified Dan. And that's my bad. That's on me. <laughs> That that's awesome. That's my uh, my fellow brother in the cowboy army there, Dan Lamagna. Mm. So uh, I, you know, said that he was scared, but I, I actually I did watch that, and it was uh, it was pretty epic. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was pretty damn good. So uh, don't feel bad about it at all. But now now that we got that out of the way, we can uh, we can hit up some real questions. Uh, this first one here is from Family football and wrestling at dynasty 316 love all those things all right so we talked about him earlier Devonte adams what's his trade value and this, he says Devonte adams trade value he wants to know so there he has a poll here and i don't really want to get into the poll i want to get into what you guys think about Devonte adams right now He's threatening to sit out if he doesn't get paid real money and not just whatever he's going to make on the tag. Um, are you trying to buy him on the fear that he might not play for a little bit? Or is it one of those things where he's old and we don't like old people in Dynasty, even though old is like 10 years younger than I am. So it feels weird to say old, but <laughs> that's what that's what the people say, old. Um what do you what do you guys think, Drew? Why don't you start us off? How do you feel about Devonte Adams? Are you trying to get him? And if you are trying to get him, what are you trying to pay for him? I think he is generally overpriced. Uh, so I am typically not, unless I have just somehow uh, I'm not smart enough to work my way into like three or four firsts, multiple years in a row, kind of a place and contending at the same time. Uh, but if you happen to be one of those folks that's really genuinely good at this thing that we talk about. And you've got you know two or three firsts this year, two or three next year. Then uh, I think we say it a lot. If that's what's going to help you win and put you over the top, it's worth it, right? So go and you know if it takes a a mid first this year and a random twenty three first to get them on your team, go for it. Uh, I uh, I am not in that position in general, but if I were, you know, if I were the guy that had five hundred thousand sitting around for one ball, yeah, you know what, I might pay five hundred thousand for a second ball. Uh, but that's, that's where I am. I think he's generally overpriced for where my teams are. Uh, you know, if I could have gotten him in a startup, maybe he dropped a little bit lower or, uh, depending on what my draft strategy was, he fit better than that would probably be the main way that I'd get him. But trading for him at this point is probably, um, you know, going to be pretty limited for me if I'm trying to get him for the teams that I have him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm holding over everybody's head, the, the amount of production he's had the last few years. And I think ultimately he will get paid. Uh, and he will be tied to Rogers for the next couple of years, at least. And you, you really can't put a price on that. So um, if I've got him, I'm probably not moving him. If I don't have him, I'm probably not getting him. And, and the lesson I took from that, Drew, is that two balls are better than one, which is, uh, which is always a good thing. So I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Linda, what do you think? Are you, are you trying to chase down some Devontae Adams? What do, what do you think about this? I don't think... 
I don't think anybody is going to trade him away on the belief that like he's not going to play there. They paid Aaron Rodgers. They're going to play pay Devontae Adams. I don't think that's that's a issue at all. Um, it's probably easiest to acquire him if you're doing a startup because he does tend to fall into a lower wide receiver one range where you feel okay grabbing him because you know his production is going to meet or exceed that. The problem is his draft value and his trade value seem to differ. People want more because they think they can get more. And so, you know, everybody always says like, oh, nobody's untouchable. But like when you value that production as much as a lot of people do, you don't want to grab it in a startup because he's not young. And so he falls. But when you're trading for him, people want like he's a 24 year old wide receiver producing at the same level as like the Justin Jefferson's and Jamar Chase's level because he is, but there's, there's value to be had when you're drafting, but he's not somebody I'm looking to go out and buy because people want more than I'm willing to give. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking if I have two firsts in this year's draft, I give them up for Devontae Adams. Now I'm not saying that buys you Devontae Adams. I'm just saying like, I'll, I'll throw it out there and see what somebody says. Uh, I'd even throw in like two Devontes and, and a guy that maybe people are higher on than I personally am, like Gabe Davis, something like that. Like, you know, here's two first and Gabe Davis, like have a ball. Like you can get Traylon Burks and, you know, something else and, and Gabe Davis and you, you know, reset yourself. But yeah, I agree with uh, with what you said, Linda, you know, you can get them a little bit later in the startup. But like once you start trying to trade for him, people are like, I need a four first. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like uh, I need a brand new car, but damn it, I ain't getting one of those anytime soon. So you'll get four first when I get the brand new car. So um, we're going to go like that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm probably like two first, maybe two first in a player that I, you know, am not high on. Like, yeah. I don't, but if I had like Brandon Ayuk and somebody still believed in, you know, the spirit of Brandon Ayuk, like here you can have him and, you know, thoughts and prayers. But, you know, that, that, I mean, I think that's the most I would be willing to do because, you know, like you said, it's, there's a big difference between where people are willing to draft him and then where like the actual trade value is. Cause the second somebody drafts Devontae Adams, you know, they could have went, they could have went behind like, you know, seven other receivers. It's like, oh, it's Devontae Adams. He's the best receiver in the game. Need three first. It's like, okay, okay. I mean, why didn't you take him in front of these six other guys that went ahead of him if you loved them so much? But, you know, that, you know, that's how I how I feel about that. So uh Dynasty 316, I hope that helps you out. I hope that gives you an idea of what maybe you should pay or what other people are going to be willing to pay uh, for Devante. So this next one here is from Jean-Paul Duku at JP Duku. Finish mid-table Superflex Dynasty PPR 12-team league. Got Russ and T-Law already. Is it doing or should I hold? Deshaun Watson or the 104, a 23 first, and second so this this poll was pretty close so linda i'll let you start start us off this round um is it is it going to be deshaun or is it going to be that package 
Man, I'm probably like the worst person to ask because you couldn't pay me to roster Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. But uh, but I from a value standpoint, like the 104 is not bad. I think it, it kind of depends on team needs. Are you lacking in like a really strong wide receiver, somebody mm-hmm. that you can draft at the 104? Um, then you're probably taking that side because you have two, I believe, you know, QB one in and out of weeks at the quarterback position. I think Russell Wilson's going to really thrive in Denver. And it's not just because I'm a Denver fan, maybe a little bit, but like not all the way. There are lots of weapons there. So I think he'll play really well. And like we've talked about what T-Law has been gifted this season. Now they paid for those gifts, but they're still, I think it's still an upgrade to what they had last season, even if it's a, a small upgrade, like a little step forward. So I'm probably taking the side where I can get uh, somebody at 104. But again, I think it really depends on on what your roster needs on that one. All right, there you go. Drew, what do you think? Well, I, I would definitely be looking to upgrade my QB2 on that team. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah maybe you can get two of uh, yeah, that, that's tough. I, I agree with Lynn. It depends on what you're looking for. Again, you're not filling out rosters right now. So again, we're, we're looking for value. Uh, I, I think in general, once we get some information on Watson and where he lands, who his weapons are, what he's going to be facing this year and how usable he'll be for fantasy. Uh, I think all of that will, I, I think there's very little downside. I don't think there are too many places you could go where it would get worse for his value. So uh, from a value standpoint, like Linda said, I think the value is there with Watson, a first and a second, or a two first, and then a random second next year for uh, who is typically a top five or six QB, especially in Superflex. Um, I've, I've seen plenty of people in leagues that I'm in that uh, have rostered him, rostered Watson for six months, just holding out until now, and then are starting to cash in uh, for other managers who maybe don't uh, mind as much. So, uh, if you can do that, go for it. Um, certainly nothing wrong with taking, you know, 23 first. It's it's crazy what it would take now. You know, you almost have to give up the 104 to get a 23 first based on some of the trades that are out there uh, for for value. So, you know, you're, you're basically giving up, giving up the, the same value as two early picks this year. So if you want to give up Traylon Burks and Kenneth Walker or Matt Corral or something like that or whoever you think is going to be up there uh, as the QB2, uh, it's a tough decision, but yeah, I think value-wise, uh, it's Watson, and then you can certainly probably move on from him in another six months pretty easily, especially once there's some tape of him throwing and you know getting into preseason and minicamp and stuff like that. So I'd probably lean the Watson side for the value there. Yeah, I'm going to come at this from from a slightly different angle since um, unless news has broken in the last 30 seconds, Deshaun Watson is still technically a part of the Houston Texans franchise. Um, Hold off on this. Wait till that trade gets gets announced. Uh, he's going to Atlanta. He's going to Carolina. Wherever he goes. And as soon as Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport, whoever breaks that news, Linda, Linda, I'm sorry. The, like the the real insider, not none of these scrubs out here that are that are pretending to be Linda. When Linda breaks that news, I mean Linda's probably Linda's probably going to be sitting next to the general manager of the team while they make that trade. Um, so then hit pounce, go in your team chat. Hey, Watson available, best offer. And then, you know, cause I think you're going to get more than two firsts in a second. 
wants that new because he's still technically a Texan. We know the Texans have a propensity of messing things up. So until we know he's out and he is really out for good, hold him. Don't don't do anything with him. If this is the trade you get now, worst case scenario, this is the trade you're going to get after uh, Deshaun Watson is actually traded to another NFL team. So I would say I would say just keep it out there. And then the second that Linda breaks that news, just boom, put it in your t- in your league chat. Hey, Deshaun Watson is available. Give me your best offer and then see what comes up. Because I bet you there's at least one person in your league that is like, dude, Deshaun Watson. I remember what he was in 2020. He was 4,800 yards, 40 touchdowns. That team had Brandon Cooks and a bunch of scrubs, and he did all, you know, if he goes to uh, Carolina, and now all of a sudden it's DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Oh, my good, Chris McCaffrey. Oh, you know, people are going to get excited, and when people get excited, they do really crazy things. So, What if he goes to Atlanta? <laughs> Kyle Pitts to the moon. That's it. But that's it. That's the only option right now in Atlanta. Well, uh, apparently, and I know you know this, Linda, because you broke the news, the rumblings in the street are that he wants to bring Will Fuller to wherever he goes. So I know Will Fuller normally plays four games a season, but maybe he's learned some techniques to hide what he was doing, and he can play a full 17 again. I'm sensing a theme here. Um, Hey, listen. I, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Um, and then, you know, apparently he's also been pitching these teams that he's been visiting that he would like to have Allen Robinson come along. So if you get a team that's Kyle Pitts, four games of Will Fuller, and Allen Robinson, it looks a lot better than – uh, what they got right now, Olamide Zacchaeus and some I think dude he's a named. Free agent. Okay, so not that dude. Uh, I heard some dude named Hardy. Frank Darby was... is their wide receiver. One Darby, I'm... see, is not even Hardy. This is how bad it is in Atlanta right now. They got a dude named Darby. Um... I'm going down on weekends for tryouts right now from now. Lyndon, driving, Lyndon driving I... congratulations. <laughs> Lyndon, I we are, we already talked about this uh, on the Twitter machine today. She's going out for linebacker. I'm going out for offensive line. They need help at those positions as well. So I think we have a pretty good shot of both being Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, if Deshaun Watson is there, I mean, hey, there's going to be stats. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be wins, but there's going to be stats. Definitely so st- so uh, we got to stop that going. We go. Stop it. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying. Um so, all right, Jean-Paul, so I, I hope um, – We're all on the Watson side for the value at this point is what it sounds like. Yeah, and it, I, actually it looks like it looks like he would be the one getting Watson. So yeah. I would um, – if someone has proposed this to you, do it now before they hear this and then turn around or Linda breaks the news that he's been traded and then forget it. So uh, we, got, we got the next one here from Brandon Blanco at MBF underscore CLO. Are you selling or holding Jalen Hurts? Now, if you know me, you know my you know my feelings on Jalen Hurts. He uh listen, he he cheat coded his way to a, a very good fantasy season. Um 
but it, there's always this like cloud hanging over his head. Like, is he the dude? Does Philly like him? And that just scares me. Like, they were nine and eight this season, I believe. They made it to the playoffs. What if that flips? What if they go eight and nine? And then everyone goes, well, they were eight and nine. They had three first round picks. They didn't do it. I mean, it just that much uncertainty scares me. So I think he still has a lot of value. I, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, he, you know, he's like Lamar Jackson and what we think Trey Lance can be. It's just like these guys that can run a lot, get you a lot of points. Now, Lamar has a much better arm than uh, Jalen Hurts does. But that uncertainty scares me. I would be selling. I, again, this is another guy that I go in my league chat and I go, who wants Jalen Hurts? <laughs> and I try to get a deal done because I know a lot of people do not feel, and didn't last year, feel the way I felt about Jalen. Can find a, uh, a trade partner that's willing to, to give it up for, uh, you know, give up a lot of assets to get him. But, you know, that would be my, my personal view on it. Drew, what do you think? Jalen Hurts, you buying, you selling? Uh, I think it, it depends on what it took to get him on your team. Um, I, I understand some people go purely value-based, so, you know, which is, can be a trap sometimes, right? If you gave up a couple of firsts last year to get him, maybe he, rode, he took you to the championship or something. But, yeah, I think in general, uh, if you can get a decent return for him, but there's a couple of teams this year that I've got him on that uh, I've got a team that I ended up uh, losing to Bill, his team last year in the final. Um, and I, I'm hoping that Hertz and Burrow take me back to the promised land again this year. And I will take every every win I can uh, with him because I don't think I'll get the value back uh, in, in somebody that I think is going to be a long-term quarterback. You know, even if I get, gosh, I don't even know if I can get a you know, Tannehill plus a little bit back or something. I don't know if that does much better for me over the next two or three years. Um, I'm not getting somebody that I like, like Stafford, probably I'm going to have to give up Hertz plus to get there because of the uncertainty. So um, I, I'm fine holding because most teams that I have money, it did not take much to get him. I, I drafted him in the second round of rookie drafts, or I got him as a, a backup. Um, you know, maybe I packaged him with Carson Wentz in a team as I was making some moves a couple of years ago. And it didn't cost me much to get him on my team. So I'm fine holding him because most teams that have him can use him. If you have no need for him and you're trying to dump points, then yeah, ship him off, get whatever value you can, you know, market the super flex uh, out of him and run. Now, now before we throw it to Linda, I I want to disagree with one thing. I I don't think you give up Hertz Plus at Stafford. I mean, I understand we're all, you know, he won a Super Bowl and we're all high on Super Bowl fumes and all that. But the thing the thing we've not we, but the community has said about Stafford is he's not really good. You know, he's you know, what is he 33 which in quarterback years yeah, he'll is be not 34 that old. by next season. Okay, so oh, 34, oh my goodness. He's uh he's ARP. Let's get him signed up. But um I still think that general consensus is still around in the community. It may not be as bad as it once was, but I think worst case scenario, you could do that. I think you could do Hertz for Stafford straight up. And honestly, I think the Hertz owner would ask for more 
with staffer and it may not be a big more but they would ask you for a little sweetener to get it done so that's the one thing i will disagree with you on but everything else i think is spot on linda bring, bring a trade us home. right now do i have yes. one no i <laughs> oh i was gonna <laughs> say i, know, I, have I don't have jalen hurts i'm finding that stafford owner right now we're gonna see what happens here i i, I like the optimism and i hope you're right josh i, I just think that the community overall still likes jalen hurts more than they like Matt Stafford, which, by the way, the community is completely wrong, but I think that's what the community feels right now. Go so ahead, Linda, bring was, us home. That's what I was going to say. I think, first of all, I have one share of Jalen Hurts, and it's in a one-quarterback dynasty league, so it's not <laughs> worth selling him because right. I'm, you're not going to get – so I'll just ride him until he's not the starting quarterback anymore. I don't think I'm too far removed from that being a real possibility. Uh, I'm not high on Jalen Hurts. I was not high on Jalen Hurts last year. I know his ability on the field is going to score fantasy points. I think that's kind of where the disconnect between real football and fantasy football kind of happens. Because when you watch an NFL game without watching, you know, your team rack up points with him as quarterback, I don't think he's a very efficient NFL quarterback. However, fuck, I lost what I was going to say. God damn it. Oh, oh, I got it. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So, you know, when uh, people always talk about like knowing your teammates or knowing your league mates and knowing like their tendencies and what they do, this is one of those instances where you find the Jalen Hurts person. Like if I was in a league with Victoria, who I know loves Jalen Hurts in fantasy, that's who I'm targeting to trade to. Whatever they have on their team that you can make yours and feel good about that, you like, and we're going to talk about it again in just a minute. I already saw a head on the show sheet, but like <laughs> it, there are people in these leagues that feel that confident confidently about a player, find that person and trade with them for whatever, uh, you know, reward you can reap. And I, I think, especially with a guy like Jalen hurts, I think, you know, who that person or those people are in your league, right? That's not like, you don't have to do high level research to figure that out. Like if I yeah, had no, loud. If I had Jalen, I know a uh, great friend of the show, Jerry O'Shea, uh, big ups to Ireland. He would pay, he would probably actually give me cash money to get Jalen Hurts onto his team. So I know if I had any shares of him, Jerry and I are in a few leagues together. I would be hit, I would have hit up Jerry last year. So he wouldn't be on my team anymore, but it, he would be the guy. So yeah, I think we all know who those people or that person is, and you can definitely find them. But I want to hit this one in the chat. Uh, Drew kind of gave a little bit of an answer, but I want to dive a little deeper into this. So uh, this is from our boy, Kyle Senra. Uh, he gave up Kyle Ridley, curious to see thoughts on the return in the trade. 12 team, two quarterback, 1.75 tight end premium, start 13. He got Gabe Davis and Russell Gage. I'll I'll start this one. Congratulations. I think, especially start 13, you're probably starting both of those dudes. Uh, I don't know what the rest of your team is, but it's probably a solid shot that you're going to be starting those guys in a lot of weeks. Um, Calvin Ridley, I'm like, if I, again, any shares of them, I would have, I would have sold for a bag of chips and not even like, Cool Ranch Doritos, not even good shit, like the bootleg ones that just are 
the blue bag with a little triangle on the front. Like, that's it. Um, because we're talking about Calvin Ridley. What, it's going to be a year and a half that he hasn't been on the field? And then he's probably going to a new team. I don't, uh, Atlanta's probably going to, you know, just trade him for whatever they can get. So he's going to be 29, 30 on a new team, trying to learn a new offense. That's a lot. I just give uh, give me whatever you want to give me. We'll call it a day and we'll move on. What do you think, Linda? This hurts because I was a very big Calvin Ridley fan for the last two years have have a ton of Calvin Ridley and I'm not a very big Gabe Davis stand, but the way the offense has fallen so far for the bills, I think Gabe Davis has retained any value he closed the season with. I mean, people are, I think are still a little high on him, but they're talking about Cole Beasley walking. They haven't signed anybody that's super concerning, like new to the offense. And for like, that's a win for Gabe Davis, regardless of how I feel about him as a fantasy asset. And you're getting it for a guy that's not playing. So Russell Gage, I think, is going to be kind of meh for the Bucks because they have uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But if Chris Godwin can't start the season, maybe you get some early production out of Russell Gage, and, and that's good. So regardless, you're getting production from uh, and getting rid of a player that's giving you zero. I will say that Tom Brady did uh, personally reach out to uh... – Russell Gage and recruit him. So maybe maybe there's a little, little special, you know, Russell Gage uh, package <laughs> there that we get where he gets a. But you say Russell Gage is whatever, Gabe Davis is whatever. But at this point, like Calvin Ridley to me at least doesn't really have much value. So do what you do and uh, good job, Kyle. I mean, honestly, you got two guys that in a start thirteen are probably going to start for you a lot of weeks. So. It's better than one guy that will definitely not start for you in any week in 2022. So yeah. uh, good on you. All right. This this next one here, and this is a very interesting kind of philosophical question from uh, Jake Estes at Dynasty underscore Jake. I love Jake uh, in a group chat with him. And he's a very smart dude. Uh, trade offer is pending and big news breaks that swings heavily to favor one side. Maybe Tom Brady coming back or something like that, maybe. Um, one owner that knowing that the news is drastically in his favor. Are you okay with this? So pretty much he says, you know, yeah, you're cool with it. You know, whatever it takes to win. Or no, you should probably be a human being and uh, and not do that. Uh, Linda, why don't you start us off on this one? Are you, is it play to win or is it, hey, let's try to be a good human being sometimes? Look, I am the worst winner and worst loser. I don't take jokes well when I lose, and I talk a ton of shit when I win. But I think integrity has to go into it. If you send a deal within two minutes, or like if you've let a trade sit for two days, and then a trade happens, and you accept it, and people are like, you know, don't let trades sit. But God damn, we all work jobs or have children or, you know, we're all doing, I'm not staring at my sleeper app 24 <laughs> seven. I have other things going on. Sometimes I don't get to it that quickly and sure you can pull it off or whatever, but I'll send a drunk trade and forget I've sent it. If you, <laughs> I think there has to be a line and, and here's the thing, Le like 
in a legality sense in like bylaws and stuff. If nothing's against it, there's nothing wrong with it. You can't be mad. It's happened to you. It happened, but you're definitely canceling out any potential trades with that person. You have completely fucked that business relationship and business relationships. Like that's part of dynasty. Now, if that person talks to other people, other people are going to be apprehensive to trade with you. So I think it sets you up for further complications instead of just like having a smidgen of integrity and being like, hey, are you still okay? Especially because most of the trades that happen in Dynasty are discussed prior. You have entire conversations about it. Yes, I agree. Go ahead and send it. And then if something is to happen and you don't go like, hey, are you still okay with this? I think you're fucked. Legally, fine. But I think you're a bad person. And and that just comes down to now I don't I'm not going to trade with you anymore because you did me dirty. So never mind. And if that's the position you want to be in, go for it. But it's not a it's not a winning stance in a dynasty league, in my opinion. Yeah, and I was going to let Drew go first, but I want to jump in here because Linda, you said something interesting. The the legality of it. So I own one league because that's all I got the energy for. And in my bylaws, it says if a trade's accepted and you hit me up within 10 minutes of the trade being accepted and you go, hey, look, uh, this trade was out here, you know, it was Tom Brady for like a fifth. And now obviously all of a sudden, you know, Tom Brady comes back and the dude, you know, I'll reverse it. You know, I'll talk to the other guy first, the other girl first, and I'll reverse it. But if it's like a day later, two days later, oh, hey, look, 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 I think it's wrong. I don't think you should do it. Like you said, integrity, but you you are ruining a, a trade partner in that league. And if it's a 12-teamer, you only got 11 other trade partners. So if you, you know, you take one away, now you only got 10 partners. And sometimes, like we said earlier, you know, that one guy might be the biggest Jalen Hurts guy in the world. He's probably not gonna trade with you now because he's he's got a an axe to grind because of of what you did. Uh, I am the prince of petty, so if somebody does that to me, I don't even complain about it. I go, all right, that's on me. But the next time you come to me, I don't care. Don't talk to me. We ain't talking. We're not negotiating anything. Just just stay out of my. It ha- it actually, I had a a trade last year the guy offered it to me and this was like right around fantasy playoffs and it was nick chubb for a single 23 first now i was a contender and i was like okay like my team has been good has stayed good this entire time i had won this league the previous year i was trying to go back to back and I like I was actually asking people because I was like, did Nick Chubb do something? Did he get in trouble? Did he get hurt? Is there something like I'm not because it seemed way too in my favor. I was on Google. I was like, Nick Chubb. It was just like Nick Chubb has a great practice today. I'm like, all right, but what did he do? Because this is a league of very smart people, and I can't believe someone's just offering up Nick Chubb for first. So finally, after like hours of talking to people and trying to figure this out. Everybody, dude, I haven't heard anything about Nick Chubb. I should have went to 
Linda Lyons insider, but uh, I didn't at that time. <laughs> I said, okay, like I, I'm going to hit accept. Now, the, that trade offer was probably out for two or three hours. Five minutes after I hit accept, I goes, I didn't mean to add Nick Chubb. I meant to add somebody else. And I was like, hold up. He went, he went into the league chat, said the same thing. I said, fine, I'll, I'll send you the, I'll send you Nick Chubb back. But it was like, this, this was out here for hours. You made the offer to me. So it's not even like I was sitting there like, ah, Nick Chubb, perfect. Like you made the offer to me. So now all of a sudden, and I forgot who, oh, it was James Conner. That's who he said he meant to add, James Conner for a first. It's funny because he tried to make me that offer a bunch of times before, and I was like, under no circumstance, James Conner <laughs> can have 10 touchdowns a game. Under no circumstance, giving you a form. I love the guy. I love his story. But as a fantasy asset, you're not getting a 23 first at me. So I don't know why all of a sudden he was like, I meant to add James Conner. You knew I was going to accept that anyway. I've never accepted the last five times you offered it to me. What do you think? Six times was a charm. But anyway, like I said, I'm petty. And this is this is the shit I do. I will straight up write down a trade in pin to make sure that I am reading it correctly. And I have like, I am so you ever like hit decline and you're like, God, what if I just sneeze and hit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. It's oh, a, always look twice. I have to always like really twice. focus. <laughs> but but my thing is, as soon as I send the trade. It shows you what the trade is. I like examine the trade again because I'm like my stupid behind will add like an extra first or like DeAndre Hopkins and like really all I want back is like you know Brandon Ayuk. I'm like oh whoa, whoa, whoa what did I do here like and I will immediately decline if I mess it up. So you make the offer, you send the offer, you get the little screen that says hey this is what the offer is. Good luck, and then you go. I'm good. You let it sit for hours. And then five minutes after it took, oh man, that wasn't the trade I wanted. Like you had like multiple opportunities to go. I made a mistake here. I'm going to decline. You know, I'm going to take this back. I'm not going to do this. But like I said, I'm petty. And now you see why. All right, Drew, back, back to the original here. What are you doing here? If, if news breaks that heavily favors one side are you hitting that except automatically or are you just going hey man I, i'd rather i'd rather play with some pride here yeah just be good people send a message everybody's got some sort of app they're using whether it's in the sleeper app or whether it's in group me or slack or whatever at this point discord so just shoot a message and see i mean it's not that again what, what are we really playing for? I guess most of us anyways, what are we really playing for? We, like Linda said earlier, we got full-time jobs still, you know, this is not a uh, FFPC six figure winnings. And I'm, I've got on the line here. If, if that's what's on the line, I know everybody's got their price, but in general, in the leagues that I'm in uh, you know, it, it's for the fun of it. It's, you know, we've talked about it before. A lot of the decision-making process now for leagues is less about the bylaws and the rules and the scoring. It's, it's who's in the league. So if I want to be in that community, let's let's uh, let's keep it above board here. I love it. So I, I think we all agree here. Um, I know I did kind of put a comment on there like, hey, listen, you know, if the person is like really sleeping, like if the news breaks, 
and you still leave it just hanging out there for two or three days to reject it. Like I can kind of see maybe you saying, all right, like it's been a good period of time, but like, you never know like what somebody else is doing either, you know, like, you know, person, uh, person, you know, might've, you know, got sick or they, you know, whatever. And that's the reason why I hung out even days after the news broke. So, yeah, I mean, and kind of the crazy thing is, is that the, uh, the poll was pretty, pretty close. It was 4% for no, that's wrong. And 46% for, yeah, it's fine. And I, I mean, I guess maybe saying, yeah, it's fine. Just as saying like, yeah, like you can do it, you know, it's, but I think most of those people, cause I, I also read the comments and people were like, ah, if you're, if you're not paying attention, you know, it's on you, it's your fault. And it's like, kind of like, we all got lives, like we're doing things. Like we're not just like, you know, if my job was to play fantasy football, then yeah, like I'm going to be at my screen all the time. I would have known that Raheem Mostert went to Miami, you know, I, you know, but we got things going on. We got, so yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us think it's the right thing to do. There's a lot of other ways to go about it. So this next one here is from Jacob Sanderson, RTDB, at FF underscore RTDB. Can everyone put down their heaping pile of straw and check an ADP source? Amon Ross St. Brown is the wide receiver 23 on underdog, wide receiver 25 on KTC, keep trade cut, and wide receiver 27 on DLF. If you only think he's a wide receiver too, he probably undervalued. Now, I will mention that the DLF rank he's it was uh, February Superflex. So after the DJ Chark news, and don't shoot me, I'm not saying anything about it, it's probably going to change. That's, not, that's all I'm saying. It's probably going to change. So Amon Ra. St. Brown. Linda, how do you feel about Amon Ra St. Brown? Well, they can shoot me because I have opinions, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, here's the thing. What he did last season was fantastic. That was great. It was very much fun. I enjoyed it. The overall discussion about him, he has to be a severe outlier to produce at a high fantasy level for several years where he was drafted. He is on a team that is rebuilding. They've signed DJ Chark to one year. They almost assuredly draft a wide receiver in the thirties of the NFL draft this in, you know, a couple weeks. I, I can't get behind a guy that might be the third, fourth target on his team. I think TJ Hawkinson will be the clear uh, number one in that passing tree. I think Swift is a very potent part of that offense. And then like people are like, but Jared Goff sucks. Okay, so why do you like Amon Ross St. Brown? What do we do? Like every conversation you have with him. And I, again, I get it. It was very fun last season. He won some people some leagues. It was great. I don't see him getting eight plus targets a game that's where i stand and 
as far as like, he's probably a wide receiver too. The most recent dynasty startup I did, he went wide receiver 15. Eat shit. Absolutely not. I can't, I can't get behind wide receiver 15. I think he is a wide receiver three or a flex option. I have zero shares. Clearly the fantasy, I think, boy, I'm getting heated. Um, the fantasy community often feels one way about a player and the NFL community feels a very different way. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a clear indication of that. The fantasy community loved him. He has a fun nickname, Sun God. Who doesn't love that? We all bought into him. And then he didn't get drafted till the fourth, fifth round. What was it? Late. Late. They, after, I just, mm, I just think we all bought into it very early before the draft happened. And then he was drafted very late on a team that is clearly in the middle of a rebuild. So even if he's productive this following year, even if he's productive in 2022, I don't think his long range production and like, you know, dynasty analysts, they'll tell you, they're like, well, we look in three to five years because God forbid we look at like the very next year. So redraft, he may be an option depending on who they draft, because again, I think they definitely take a wide receiver, but he's not a guy that I'm like excited about in dynasty terms when you're talking about three years out from now. I have a lot of opinions. All right. All right, (laughs) Drew. Um, Let us know how you feel about Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm not taking him at wide receiver 15, but I do think he has a very good chance of landing in wide receiver two territory. Uh, I I think there's uh, at least a 50-50 chance he could crack the top 20. Okay, so you're you're saying a, a coin flip that he can crack the top 20. Uh by the way, I'm I'm 100% on the uh Linda side here. I I I don't get it. I don't understand. Like we we look at the for six games of production and we go, that's what I'm on Ross St. Brown is. But then we fail to look at like the first 10 games of production and go, well, maybe Amon Ross St. Brown is this. Or maybe he falls somewhere in the middle between the first 10 games Mm -hmm. and the last six games. We just like have automatically assumed like, look what he did. This is what he is. And like, I'm sorry. You could say whatever you want about Jared Goff. I really don't care what anybody's opinion on Jared Goff is. Mine personally is like, he's a fine NFL quarterback. He's okay. Like, you could do better. You could do worse than Jared Goff. But you were telling me that TJ Hawkinson being gone, DeAndre Swift being gone, Everybody with a pulse pretty much being gone. Didn't have something to do with Amon Ross St. Brown's production. And I hear the thing, well, Jared Goff trusted him. Who else was he going to trust? Like, I was running routes for the Detroit Lions last year. He wasn't going to trust me. And my slow behind, like, he had one option. That option was Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, can he improve on the first 10 games is absolutely but there's been talks about 
them going after Allen Robinson may happen, may not happen. But what if it does? And I'm with Linda 100%, whether it's at 32 or I believe 34 is their first pick in the second round. They're They're taking a wide receiver at one of those spots. So if now you're telling me the new look Detroit Lions offense is Allen Robinson, late first, early second wide receiver, DJ Chark, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. And I'm on Ross St. Brown is not only going to be the leader of that pack, because I almost he almost has to be not only the leader, but far and away the leader of that pack to be a dynasty wide receiver too. I'm not buying that. And listen, if I'm wrong, everybody can come at me with this. And, you know, just like I was wrong about Trey Sermon, just people came at me about that and I was cool with it. Like, listen, you do what you do, but I'm on Ross St. Brown. I don't care if you're talking about, uh, you know, wide receiver 15, that's or you couldn't you couldn't pay me real money and in this economy money is king you couldn't pay me real money to take i'm on ross st brown at wide receiver 15 but drew you said coin flip at wide receiver 20 this sounds like a bet that needs to be made <laughs> it sounds like we need to put some cash money on your love of i'm on st brown there's a difference between love and respect. I, if I loved him, I would have taken him in the top 12 or 15. Okay. There's respect we, for the work that he put in and the results that he produced. Yeah. And I think he can first, do similarly ten, this year. Ten games, respect. So this should be an easy one for you then. Uh, top 20. What do you say? Linda, pick a charity. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The Women's Sports Organization. Done. Okay. So our, our normal $5, I'm on Ross St. Brown, uh, top 20. That's the easiest $5 that this charity has ever made. And they get donations. So, I mean, it's, it's easy. But, I mean, oh, now that I have an entire charity uh, on my side, uh, knowing the real truth about I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, but there it is. So top 20. So total points on the year or points per game doesn't matter to me. You you pick since you're gonna lose this one. I'll let you choose how you lose. Just just do total points because <laughs> points on the I year. I got points on total points, Linda. You got to look at like games <laughs> played you. and shit by that point. Just do total points. Total points. Our insider has spoken. <laughs> so it is yeah, decided. Drew- Drew Drew lost a little bit of money um, last I wrote year it down. betting on Juju, and it wasn't uh, wasn't completely his fault. Obviously, Juju got injured, but you know, yeah, Drew. So uh, I hope you uh, I hope you got all your thoughts and prayers out there against uh, all of the Lions receivers, except for obviously <laughs> okay. I'm Brown. Um, so yeah, we got a question here from from great friend of the show, Steve Dennis. He's saying. What's one free agent signing of those still out there that you would love to see? Um, listen, I this is a selfish one because it has been a very hard 
offseason for my Dallas Cowboys. But let's get Allen Robinson to the Cowboys. Let's, let's get a team-friendly deal. doesn't seem like people are knocking on the door right now. We uh, we traded away Amari Cooper for a, a box of Oreos. Um, so Randy Gregory uh, was uh, – he agreed to terms, and then he uh, did not agree to terms, even though that sounds like that was more Dallas's fault than Randy Gregory's fault. But uh, – and he went to Denver. So – yeah, I know Linda. Linda's happy about that. Linda, Linda and I are living. We usually live on the same end of the spectrum. This is one of those things we are living on totally different ends of the spectrum here. Russ, Randy, Gregory—they're just like doing big things. I've even heard rumors that uh, the Broncos are trying to trade for uh, Dallas Cowboy Lyle Collins uh, to help bolster that line in front of uh, Russ. And then the Dallas Cowboys have just. Uh, They've made a they've made some good small signings, but the big things they have messed up and they have messed up pretty dang well. So um yeah, just just to make me feel a little bit better, get a guy that I love, Alan Robinson. Pray that, you know, it wasn't just a steep decline and it was just Matt Nagy not knowing how to head coach football games and Alan Robinson is still pretty damn good. We get him on a friendly deal. Looks like no one's paying out that big money to get him. And then uh we uh we roll maybe we even uh pick up Julio too as a uh, as a wide receiver three in the offense. But um, uh, what's yours, Drew? What would be that free agent signing that you would love to see? From one Chicago Bear to another, uh, while we're handing out millions of dollars to old defensive players, I'd love to see Akeem Hicks come to the Bills. <sighs> Greedy. I would love to. It, hey. Maybe he would have, you know, maybe he would have made a difference in those 13 seconds. That's what Von Miller's for. But I, I do, I do I need security. <laughs> I, I do respect what the Bills did there. I know a lot of people were looking at that guaranteed money and thought it was a little crazy. But when you're when you're that close, and honestly, I think if they win that game, I think they win the whole damn thing. Um, you're gonna pay a little extra for that, like Drew said, security. All right, Linda, what's your uh, free agent signing that you would uh, you would love to see? Man, I think you're being a little optimistic about the wide receivers that your Dallas Cowboys might be able to uh, get under contract. So I'm going to offer a player that is maybe not going to cost as much in James Washington, who I think was severely underused and underutilized and every other bad connotation word you can throw on a wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I want to see him land somewhere that they can actually use him as a team's wide receiver too. I think he has a super valuable skill set. Obviously I'm a bit of a homer because I watched him play in Stillwater for so many years, but I know what James Washington brings to the table. Hell, we saw him do it just last year with Ben Roethlisberger when Ben was chunking God knows what up into the air James Washington was coming down with it and barely seeing the field. So imagine what he can do with a quarterback that's actually worth a damn. And I believe Dak Prescott is. They have lost Amari Cooper. You're talking about like Sammy Fieko being the, uh, is that his name? I may have fucked that Sammy up. Sammy Fieko, yeah. Sammy, I gave it an A. God damn it. Yeah, but it's, regardless, yeah. regardless, 
I think a guy that's maybe a little bit more uh, cheap, but still brings a valuable skill set might be a better option than signing one of the big free agent names for Dallas. Yeah, it's an interesting name. And obviously, if uh, if Linda's mentioning it, she she's already heard from sources. So don't be shocked when uh, when the Cowboys do sign James Washington, uh, a dude that I loved coming out of OK State that never really put it together in Pittsburgh. And I think that was I think that was actually more of an institutional thing than it was a James Washington thing, because they also drafted uh mason rudolph in that draft and they thought that they had you know the okay state connection and that was gonna you know that was gonna be life after ben and then ben lasted like 17 more seasons um even with the uh the noodle arm uh and james washington never uh really kind of leveled up while he was there um i don't know if i'd want him in dallas but I mean, I'm hoping that Allen Robinson is coming on the cheap because a lot of these wide receivers are coming off the board and Allen Robinson ain't one of them. I mean, hey, DJ Chark just got $10, $11 million. So, you know, I'm hoping that as the days go on, those prices get cheaper and maybe we get, you know, a little one-year Allen Robinson. We, we rehab him so that he can go out and get that big money that he deserves. Do that OBJ um, deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be that. I would love it to be that deal, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna be quite that crazy. But I mean, even if Allen Robinson comes over for one year, ten million, I mean, let, let's go. Apparently now, you know, we were all worried about this cap thing, and now you know, we trade Amari Cooper, we don't re-sign Randy Gregory. I, we should be flush with cap room <laughs> now that that all these guys have uh, been traded and U-turning themselves and everything. So. And I mean, there have been a couple of small deals, but nothing big. So I'm hoping that maybe Allen Robinson gets to that, you know, like $10 million range and we go, come on down. We need help. We could use you. Um, even though I guess Michael Gallup ate, some, ate up some of that money. Uh, bless him. But um, all right. So what we like to do at the end of every episode, we like to grab one tweet from our guest and put it out there sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad sometimes it's just funny that this in my opinion is a good one uh so this is from uh linda at lindellians at fantasy timeline insider uh the worst place an exciting free agent wide receiver can land for fantasy football is the kansas city chiefs since Tyreek Hill was drafted and paired with Travis Kelsey, here is how the Chiefs wide receiver two has finished. 2016 wide receiver 73, 2017 wide receiver 59, 2018 wide receiver 64, 2019 wide receiver 50, 2020 wide receiver 61, and then 2021. They really leveled up at that wide receiver two spot with a wide receiver 48. Um, again, uh, you know, me and Matt, we don't always get along, but that doesn't sound good. None of those numbers sound good. So I think it's interesting because I talked about, you know, Allen Robinson going to, you know, possibly the Cowboys, but obviously, you know, as guys like Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster sit longer, you're going to kind of hear them getting 
mentioned by the Chiefs and other uh, very talented teams that uh, are maybe looking for a good player on a cheap contract. And Linda's telling you, don't fall for it. Because let's face it, if Allen Robinson goes there, if Juju goes there, we're going to hype those guys. Oh, man, it's Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill is going to take away the defense because he can go long on every play. And then what do you do about Travis Kelsey? You're not going to worry about Juju or Allen Robinson. But we've seen this. And I know the argument can be made, well, it's only been me, Cole Hardman. And but, but let's face it, these dudes aren't like these dudes aren't putting up the stats that we keep saying that they're going to put up because all of these guys are out there taking away. They, they, they don't do it. So Andy Reid concentrates his offense. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Travis Kelsey. You know, every once in a while, you'll get a big game from a Me Cole or Byron Pringle, but you can't predict those. You know, they're going to come because this is what happens every year. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, he has a huge game, and then we all run to the waiver wire and spend, you know, 20% of fab on him. And that was the game. That was it. The rest of the season, he has like seven catches for like 48 yards. And we go, but well, that one time he had like, Seven catches for 120 and a touchdown. How come we didn't get that back? So uh, I totally agree with you. Um, and, you know, even with Sammy Watkins, like Sammy Watkins was part of that that breakdown there. Like they paid him a, a ton of money. They paid him like $15, 16000000 million a year. And that dude, week one, you start him week one, that dude's going off every week one. It don't matter where. And then weeks two through 16, Sammy Watkins went on vacation. Him and the lizard people went on vacation. So uh, I'm with you 100%. What do you think about this one, Drew? You like it or you think that someone else is going to come in there and change the narrative? It's hard to argue with the numbers, as they say. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think people are – everybody's saying just like with Tom Brady, right? Everybody's trying to predict when is Travis Kelsey going to fall off here? When is he not going to be, uh, you know, the, the major factor that he has been for so many years. Uh, I don't think it's this year. Uh, I, I don't think he's just going to drop off a cliff. Um, so yeah, good luck predicting when, uh, you know, you get a wide receiver too, that's going to step in and actually make a difference. Uh, like you said, at a predictable pace. So yeah, I, I hope it's not Juju because I've got Juju in a lot of rosters, and I I'm hoping that he he gets somewhere decent where you know I don't I don't need him to be pushing for wide receiver one again. I just need him to be a solid wide receiver two and feel good about holding him and trading for him in a few places. So, uh, Allen Robinson, you have fun going and, and winning a, a ring with Mahomes the next two or three years. Uh, James Washington, Juju, y'all get out of Pittsburgh and find your your respective homes, do your thing. Uh, find me some points there it is i mean linda is just saying here she's not just an insider people she's out here breaking down stats telling you what you really need to know and you know i'm here for it because she does this with wide receivers man you should see her kicker game that that's her forte her bread and butter She'll she'll break down any kicker stat you want and tell you why you're right or wrong about it. So uh, this was a good one, Linda. I like this one. Usually uh, when, I see, when I see you on Twitter, a lot of your stuff is funny. A lot of your stuff makes me laugh. We talked about, you know, not even trying out for the Falcons because at this <laughs> point they need all damn help they can get. Uh, signing contracts 
uh, with the Falcons. Um, but you do you do this as well. Not only are you uh, an awesome Twitter follow and awesome just to read a lot of the funny things you put out there, but you come with a lot of uh, a lot of hard hitting facts and a lot of uh, a lot of deep stuff that I bet you a lot of people. I bet you maybe like five people knew that stat before you put it out. You know, dude, I got my shit kicked in for that fucking post. People did not like that take from me, um, but. When you like, and people are like, Well, what about before Tyreek Hill? And what about when this happened? And what about Andy Reid's been a head coach since 2000 for the Eagles and for the Chiefs? His best wide receiver, two in targets, has finished wide receiver 21 in fantasy football in 21 years. His best wide receiver, two is at 21. Was that so, Jeremy Macklin back in the day? No, because this was, I don't think so. It was 2000 and 2010 for the Eagles. Jeremy Macklin was, because that was the other thing. Everybody argued with me. Well, maybe they're just not good wide receivers. Well, Jeremy Macklin was a wide receiver one for Andy Reid one year in Kansas City. The next year they drafted Tyreek Hill and he fell to like wide receiver 75 or some shit. And everybody was like, well, I would argue Jeremy Macklin's not good. Well, he was good enough when he was getting funneled with targets because of Andy yep. Reid, wasn't he? Yep. And when it wasn't Travis Kelsey, it was Jamal Charles and so on and so forth. However you cut it, if they bring somebody in that takes targets from somebody, they're likely going to take targets from somebody like Travis Kelsey. However you cut that pie, it is not good for fantasy if they add an exciting wide receiver. And that's somebody I think the two that we can agree on are Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster. It's just not somewhere I want to see a guy land, except for the fact that I think that you can get some value in return because the narrative is going to be Patrick Mahomes and the high-powered offense, and this is what they do. And you're like, except for it's not what they do. It's never what he's done and, in and 21 it, years. And it's funny because people are like, no, no, no. But we did this with Sammy Watkins. We were like, oh, Sammy Watkins is now. He got out of Buffalo. They suck. Drew, they did suck at that time. I'm not trying to not trying to badmouth your team. You know, now he's with a real head coach at Andy Reid and a real quarterback. Because at that time, it was, I think, the first season or two was Alex Smith, who had been going to the playoffs and had been winning games in the playoffs. Oh, and, and you know. Tyreek Hill's on the other side, and Travis Kelsey is going to gobble up everything over the middle. Yeah, dude, who's going to stop Sammy Watkins? And now I'm sure those same people will be like, Sammy Watkins is trash. Yeah, but you weren't saying that when he got signed. But, you know, we can't do that revisionist history. Because I yeah. know I said that. I was like, man, Sammy Watkins could be a thing, man. It's how do you study? How do you even think about committing defense to Sammy Watkins when you have to stop Tyreek Hill? And you have to stop uh, Travis Kelsey, and you have to stop. I don't even remember who the running back was at that time, but you got to stop that guy. Too. You know, it's just we did the well, same. Yeah. I mean, we did the same thing with Ceh. I mean, a different position, but yeah. Well, that's what. And like a ton of people were like, maybe they just weren't good. And I'm like, show me where you drafted McCole Hardman last year. Show me, show me where you drafted him, because I guarantee you, it was higher than I would have ever. Touch. Even in best ball, I'll just take Byron Pringle. The two yeah. are going to have up games and just, you know, ceiling games. You take those, but one is f 
far cheaper. It's just not, it's not, you're never going to confidently start the Chiefs wide receiver too. That's my take. And even, even in, in a, even after you draft him, Miko Hardman is like a perpetual second round rookie pick. At any time you can trade Miko Hardman for like a second round rookie pick. Cause people were like, all right, he's finally figured it out. He's going to blow up. He's got the Tyreek Hill speed, blah, 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 blah. We talk these guys up because they're in the Chiefs offense. And then it's just, that's what it is. So on that note, Linda, thank you very much for coming on. I, I love mm-hmm. having you on. I love that we have been able to, to hire you as our insider, just breaking news. I can't wait to see um, James Washington signing with the Cowboys. You heard it here first. And Lord knows if that actually does happen, I am promoting the shit out of that. I'm promoting the shit out of this episode. I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, we have insiders for a reason. Um, but it's it's always fun. We we get to cut it up. We get to have a good time. Uh, we get to agree on a lot of players. And uh, unfortunately for Drew, we're right a lot more than we're wrong. I'm just putting that out there. Um, but a good charity is going to get Drew's money. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you. So before we get out of here, please tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, and what you're up to. Uh, well, you can find all of my writing on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. It's coming out right now on Mondays and Thursdays. And then mm. in season, it comes out every day of the week. Um, and that's where all my like kicker tiers and content is for leagues that have kickers. And then if by chance you're listening to this and you're an Oklahoma State fan and or a Big 12 fan, I host Locked On Pokes for the Locked On uh, Sports Podcast Network. And I have a pretty good time doing that. Five days a week, all Oklahoma State, all Big 12. So that's where you can find me. But most of my nonsense, as you well know, is uh, on Twitter at Lindellians. Yeah, and if somehow, I, I don't even know how this would be a possibility, but if you're listening to this and you're not following Linda at Lindellians, and trust me, the, multiple tweets have gone out with the handle. Another tweet will go out promoting this show once we post it with her mm-hmm. handle in it follow her you've you've made a giant mistake by not doing it to this point but it can be forgiven by just hitting follow it's a great follow if not if for nothing else then to see somebody having a good time on twitter not taking the twitter shit too seriously (laughs) and then dropping knowledge like hey chiefs wide receiver too don't do that just don't do that if you have me call Hardman right now, trade him for a second. You'll be happier for it. Um, but thank you to Linda and thank you to everybody in the chat. Chat was going off. Steve Dennis was out here asking questions. Kyle was asking questions. People were in and out. Um, if you were if you were watching us live, hit subscribe, hit the bell so you know when we go live. The great thing about the DAP network is it's not just us. The junkies are on here. Or, uh, yeah, Dynasty junkies are on here. We got the trade addicts pod sometimes. They just do it live for whatever reason. Um, so do that. If you're listening to us on podcast, we appreciate you guys too because we are at an hour and 23 minutes. You could literally be doing anything else and you've decided to listen to 
my nonsense and then Linda and Drew just spitting hot facts. So appreciate that. Remember, if you somehow stumbled on this, make sure you hit subscribe, then leave the rate and review because for algorithms and stuff, apparently that's a good thing. Um, it helps us be seen by more people, which we want to have happen because we want to uh, have you guys listen to our great guests like Lynn Delians. We had, we had M left go on last week, which was a great episode. And honestly, the people that come on here are uh, way better at this fantasy football thing than I am. So you should listen to them. So on that note, Drew, we're out of here. Late.